Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to All Things Creepy. I'm your host, Micah James. Now, this week's episode, you can make an argument either way whether this topic is scary or not, but to me, it is scary, and that is the topic of banned and challenged books. Just a few things I want to mention before we really dive into this subject. First of all, I kind of focused on top challenged and banned books from the U.S. I do plan on doing another episode like this, but focusing more on banned books from around the world. Secondly, if you guys are interested, I wouldn't mind doing like a book club type of thing where I make YouTube videos talking about like reading these books and then talking about them. So if you guys are interested in that, let me know. Thirdly, my two main sources today were the ALA, the American Library Association, to help me compile my list, and Goodreads, where I got the blurbs. Which leads me into the last kind of point, how I'm going to break down this episode. I'll let you know what the book title is, why it was challenged or banned, and then I'll be reading you the blurb. Let's just go over what the difference between challenged versus banned is really quick. When a book is challenged, that just means someone or some people attempted to remove or restrict materials based on the objections of said person or group. And then a ban is when the challenge kind of goes through and the materials have been removed. Now, with all of that out of the way... Let's get into it. Number one, American Psycho by Brett Easton Ellis. This one was challenged or banned due to sexual references and violence towards women. It was made into a movie, so if it sounds familiar, that's probably why. The blurb, according to Goodreads, Patrick Bateman is 26 and works on Wall Street. He is handsome, sophisticated, charming, and intelligent. He is also a psychopath, taking us to a head-on collision with America's greatest dream and its worst nightmare. American Psycho is a bleak, 
bitter black comedy about a world we all recognize but do not wish to confront. Band book number two is The Anarchist Cookbook by William Powell. This one was challenged and or banned due to the content relating to the manufacturing of illicit narcotics and explosives. The blurb, perhaps the most notorious how-to manual on the market. This is the most asked for book that we know of. Is it any good? Well, it's now in its 29th printing since 1971, has chapters on home preparation of weapons, electronics, drugs, and explosives. Band book number three is Beloved by Toni Morrison. It has been banned or challenged due to the themes regarding slavery and violence. The blurb, Seth was born a slave and escaped to Ohio, but 18 years later, she is still not free. She has borne the unthinkable and not gone mad, yet she is still held captive by memories of sweet home, the beautiful farm where so many hideous things happened. Meanwhile, Seth's house has long been troubled by the angry, destructive ghost of her baby, who died nameless and whose tombstone is engraved with the single word, Beloved. Seth works at beating back the past, but it makes itself heard and felt incessantly in her memory and in the lives of those around her. When a mysterious teenage girl arrives, calling herself beloved, Seth's terrible secret explodes into the present. If you decide to look into banned books in your own time, Toni Morrison does come up a few times on these lists due to same or similar topics, whether it be slavery, violence, or something else very traumatic. However, the stories that I have read by her are very beautifully written, so I definitely recommend reading just something by Toni Morrison. I I personally think it's worth it. Band book number four, Blood and Chocolate by Annette Curtis Klaus. This one has been banned or challenged due to the sexual content and supernatural themes. The blurb, Vivian Gendillon, relishes the change, the sweet, fierce ache that carries her from girl to wolf. At 16, she is beautiful and strong and all the young wolves are on her tail. But Vivian still grieves for her dead father. Her pack remains leaderless and in disarray, and she feels lost in the suburbs of Maryland. She longs for a normal life. But what is a normal life for a werewolf? Then Vivian falls in love with a human, a meat boy. Aiden is kind and gentle, a welcome relief from the squabbling pack. He's fascinated by magic, and Vivian longs to reveal herself to him. Surely he would understand her and delight in the wonder of her dual nature, not fear her as an ordinary human would. Vivian's divided loyalties are strained further when a brutal murder threatens to expose the pack. Moving between two worlds, she does not seem to belong in either. What is she really, human or beast? Which tastes sweeter, blood or chocolate? I read a sample of this book and 
and this one just kind of seems fun so I mean but to be fair I kind of come from a world where I read a lot of fan fiction in my youth so that might be why I kind of see this as potentially being fun so I don't know Maybe I'll read this book and let you guys know in a later episode if I decide to read it, if I think it's worth it or not. Band book number five, The Boy Who Lost His Face by Louis Satcher, Sakar. I've only read his last name. I, I never heard it said, so I'm very sorry if I mispronounced his last name. The Boy Who Lost His Face has been banned or challenged due to the themes of the occult, sexuality, and bullying, and there is profanity used in the book. The blurb, David is only trying to be cool when he helps some of the popular kids steal Old Lady Bayfield's cane, but when the plan backfires, he's the one the old witch curses. Now David can't seem to do anything right. The cool kids taunt him and his only friends are freaks. He even walks into Spanish class with his fly unzipped. And when he finally gets up the nerve to ask out a cute girl, his pants found fall down in mid-sentence. Is it the Bayfield curse at work? Or is David simply turning into a total loser? Louis Satcher wrote Holes. And if you're a fan of Holes... I definitely recommend that you read The Boy Who Lost His Face. It is just very definitely a great read. It's it's very different from Holes, but it's definitely almost a must read. Band book number six is Burned by Ellen Hopkins. She's another one that appeared a few times on these lists and many of them have similar reasons but for burned specifically this book's reasons were supernatural and occult themes anti-family and encourages disobedience many of ellen hopkins books have dealt with drugs or some sort of sexual content and so those reasons kind of circulate within the reasons why a lot of her books have been challenged or banned. As far as the blurb goes for Burned, it reads as, I do know things really began to spin out of control after my first sex dream. It all started with a dream. Nothing exceptional, just a typical fantasy about a boy, the kind of dream that most teen girls experience. But Patton Von Stratton is not like most teen girls. Raised in a religious, yet abusive, family, a simple dream may not be exactly a sin, but it could be the first step toward hell and eternal damnation. This dream is the first step for Patton. But is it to hell or to a better life? For the first time, Patton starts asking questions. Questions seemingly without answers. About God, a woman's role, sex, love, mostly love. What is it? Where is it? Will she ever experience it? Is she deserving of it? It's with a real boy that Patton gets into real trouble. After Patton's father catches her in a compromising position, events spiral out of control, 
until Patton ends up suspended from school and sent to live with an aunt she doesn't know. Patton is supposed to find salvation and redemption during her exile to the wilds of rural Nevada, yet what she finds instead is love and acceptance. For the first time, she feels worthy of both, until she realizes her old demons will not let her go. Patton begins down a path that will lead her to a hell, a hell that may not be the one she learned about in sacrament meetings, but it is hell all the same. Band book number seven is cut by Patricia McCormick. This one has been banned or challenged due to the references uh, to cutting and self-harm. The blurb reads, Callie cuts herself, never too deep, never enough to die, but enough to feel the pain, enough to feel the scream inside. Now she's at Sea Pines, a residential treatment facility filled with girls struggling with problems of their own. Callie doesn't want to have anything to do with them. She doesn't want to have anything to do with anyone. She won't even speak. But Callie can only stay silent for so long. Now, I remember reading this book, and I can't necessarily remember everything that happened, but it definitely sticks with you. So if you're a fan of those kinds of books where it does leave a mark, no pun intended, I definitely recommend reading Cut. Band book number eight is Daddy's Roommate by Michael Wilhoit. Another last name that I've only ever read and never heard said out loud. So again, apologies. This one has been banned or challenged due to LGBT plus themes. The blurb reads, A boy discusses his divorced father's new living situation in which the father and his gay roommate share eating, doing chores, playing, loving, and living. I decided to look at the reviews of this book just to kind of see what it's about and see if there's like actually anything wrong. I I was thinking that like, oh, maybe it's offensive towards my community. I wanted to see exactly what was up. And a lot of the reviews seem to say that Oh, it's a very good introduction to the LGBT plus community. That's very respectful and I appreciate that. What a lot of people seem to take issue with wasn't necessarily the story itself, but rather the pictures. So with that being said, since a lot of people seem to like the story itself, this might be a good one for your little ones. But again, I haven't read it. I've on, I'm only going by the reviews on Goodreads. Band book number nine is A Day No Pigs Would Die by Robert Newton Peck. This one has been banned or challenged due to the references to animal slaughter and animal mating. The blurb reads... Out of a rare American tradition, sweet as hay, grounded in the gentle assurities of the Book of Shaker and in the universal countryman's acceptance of birth, death, and the hard work of wrestling of a life from the land, comes this haunting novel of a Vermont farm boyhood. 
in the daily round of his 13th year, as the seasons turn and the farm is tended, the boy, whose time is the only yesterday of Calvin Coolidge, whose people are the plain people living without frills in the shaker way, becomes a man. That is all, and it is everything. The boy is mauled by Apron, the neighbor's ailing cow, whom he helps alone to give birth. The grateful farmer brings him a gift, a newborn pig. His father at first demurs. We thank you, Brother Tanner, said Papa, but it's not the shaker way to take frills for being neighborly. All that Robert done was what the, any farmer would do for another, but is persuaded. Rob keeps the pig, names her, and gives her his devotion. He wrestles with grammar in the schoolhouse. He hears rumors of sin. He is taken, at last, to the Rutland Fair. He broadens his heart to make room even for Baptists. And when his father, who can neither read nor cipher, whose hands are bloodied by his trade, whose wisdom and mastery of country things are bred in the bone, and trusts Rob with his final secret, the boy makes the sacrifice that completes his passage into manhood. All is told with quiet humor and simplicity. Here are lives lived by earthy reason. Here are lives lived by earthy reason, in a novel that, like a hoedown country fiddler's tune, rings at the same time with both poignancy and cheer. Now, this one was required reading for me, I believe, in like middle school, and from what I remember from it, some of it can be a little graphic. But like in a way where if you grew up on a farm, it might seem almost normal. But for someone who may have not grown up on a farm like myself, it's I don't want to say off putting, but it's definitely a lot different than what I'm used to. But at the same time, I can't say that I ever regret reading it. It definitely gave me like a different perspective on like, you know, a different way of life. So it's that's one really good thing about this book that I can't stress enough. Like if you didn't live on a farm, it this definitely will give you like almost maybe not an appreciation, but it gives you a different view on life for sure. And I can appreciate that. And finally, I kind of decided we'd end on a kind of almost ironic one, and that is Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. The reasons why this one has been challenged or banned is due to obscene language, references to smoking and drinking, violence, and religious themes. The blurb reads as, Guy Montag is a fireman. His job is to destroy the most illegal of commodities, the printed book, along with the houses in which they are hidden. Montag never questions the destruction and ruin his actions produce, returning each day to his bland life and wife, Mildred, who spends all day with her television family. But when he meets an eccentric young neighbor, Clarice, who introduces him to a past where people don't live in fear and to a present where one sees the world through the ideas and books instead of the mindless chatter of television, Montag begins to question everything he has ever 
known. Now, out of all of the books I talked about today, this one I cannot recommend more highly. It To me, it's both funny and scary how this one seems to consistently come back on these lists because that's kind of like what this book centers around, like the banning, challenging, and burning of books. And it has happened in the past. So just the fact that this one just has made it onto any of these lists is a little crazy. So are there any... Now with all of those said, are there any that I didn't cover you want me to cover in a future episode? Is there one that you read that you actually enjoyed or read and you kind of understood where people were coming from? Just let me know. Hit me up on all my social media, which will be in the show notes. I will also be linking the ALA, uh, so that way you can look more into these banned books, see if there are any that you want to read. Also, let me know if there's anyone that you may want me to read and kind of talk about in depth, and I'll do that like as a bonus episode or I'll do it as a YouTube video. I'll let you know. And I'm thinking about starting a book club as well with this kind of theme. So if you're interested in any of that, again, please let me know. Everything will be in the show notes as always. And now with all that being said, I hope you all stay creepy and be safe out there. See you guys next week. DC, I host the rock podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interviews. Electric Acid. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an electric cast production. Electric acid. Electric acid.